Are you ready to realize the true potential in your life and help others do the same? Get equipped to create a thriving future with the Secrets of Success podcast. Inspire others to live, lead, and work on purpose. And experience the joy of watching satisfaction and productivity come to life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, for the next couple of podcasts, I want to be able to do a solo act. We like to have great guests on every show. And this, this uh, next couple of shows, I want to be able to just talk to you personally about the work that we've done over the last 30 years and how that might affect you in your life. And so in my three sort of recently published books, The Quest for Purpose, Deliberate Leadership, and Why Aren't You More Like Me?, there is a similar chapter in every single book, and that chapter is around self-awareness. The key to transformation is self-awareness. So today our topic is, you know, are you self-aware? Are we self-aware? You know, have you, I don't know how many of any of you travel, but have you ever gone out and you're in an airport and you have this individual that stops at the bottom of the escalator, and all of a sudden they're not even aware of the fact that there's 20 people behind them just sort of waiting for them to kind of get on the escalator. Or have you been on an airplane where an individual comes and they take their bag, and the big bag that they have is hitting each person in the head as they make their way down the aisle. I mean, these, these are individuals who are not self-aware. And so when we think about life, when we think about yourself, the key to us really getting what we want, getting to where we want to go, the ability to realize our potential, the ability to realize our purpose is around each of us taking responsibility to become self-aware. I had the privilege of interviewing Jim Cousins, who is the New York Times bestseller of the Leadership Challenge, as well as Credibility, and a couple other books. And it was interesting, when in our interview, and I encourage you to go back to that podcast, said, you know, what were the reasons that leaders failed? And one of the key reasons, well, there's two of them, but one of the key reasons that leaders failed is that they did not receive feedback. They weren't open to feedback. They weren't getting feedback. And what does the omission or what is the what happens when I don't get feedback? Well, I don't have I'm not self-aware. Have you ever worked for a company an organization where the supervisor or the manager is not conscious of the fact that their behaviors every time is eroding morale or job satisfaction, that their behaviors are contrary to what they want to do. So instead of encouraging the team, inspiring the team, getting them to move forward, their actions and behaviors actually do the opposite. So other, if they're aware that their actions are causing people to be demoralized, then why would they do it? I guess they're just uh, basically incompetent. Or they just simply are not conscious of the fact that their behaviors and what they're doing is not helping the situation. Uh, there was a study done, and it was around employees, and it said, you know, what percentage of individuals believe that their supervisor is incompetent? 
and it was 75%. Now, if I was the poll, 70, all the supervisors and managers, I suspect that we would not have 75% saying that they're incompetent. So they are not self-aware. They're not awake. They're not conscious of what skills that they are not using uh, on a day-to-day -day basis to be able to move forward to our goals. So my encouragement in this podcast today for you that are listening is have you done the work to become self-aware in all areas of your life? Now, I'm going to have some follow-up podcasts as far as different areas to deepen our self-awareness in it. But really, it's through the self-awareness that I can consciously act to take steps to address those areas that maybe I'm deficient in or lack some information in or really need more knowledge, more skills. You know, the late Dr. Wayne Dwyer, this is a quote from him, the reason awareness of awareness is so powerful is that it immediately puts me in touch with a dimension of myself that knows that here in awareness all things are possible. So when I say all things are possible, if, if I'm not conscious, I'm not getting the results that I want in whatever area of my life, if I'm not awake to what's causing it, then how can I change it? You can't. You can't change it. So am I and are you taking the steps to be aware in all areas of your life as far as what's affecting you. So uh, it's interesting how, you know, there, I did a whole podcast and go back to listen to it, Dying to Live, about health and wellness. A lot of people say, I don't know why I keep uh, gaining weight. I don't know why I'm always ill. I don't know why, uh, you know, I just don't have the energy that I need to have. Well, are they aware and awake of what they're doing to their body from a lifestyle point of view, what they're eating, what they're doing? And if they're not conscious to it, if they're not taking ownership of it, or if they have misinformation, then obviously I can't do anything about it. There's some individuals that say, you know, I can't figure out why I'm not getting promoted. I can't figure out why, you know, people aren't attracted to me. And then they don't realize that they, or they don't take ownership, or they don't, aren't aware of that they are complainers and whiners and toxic in really not an individual, they're pessimistic. I said, well, no, I'm a realist. No, 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 you're a pessimist. And so until you come to grips with the fact that you demoralize everybody once they're around you, then I'm obviously not going to change my behavior. You know, a lot of times somebody said, well, I'm not really that way. I'm, I'm just kind of a miserable person. Well, that's a choice by, by you. And are you aware of the impact that your presence has around others? Is it uplifting? Is it engaging? Are you enthusiastic? You know, we teach personal styles, and I'm going to do another show on that and get in depth about what our preferences are. But in spite of that, all of us can make a choice to have enthusiasm. So what is the imprint that you leave when you're out there? Now, I don't want to get preachy today. That's not what this is about. This is really to encourage you that you would just take the steps, whatever it might be, to be awake and aware of all areas in your life. So just take a moment. Now, if you're driving, I don't want you to stop, but maybe you can go back and you can listen to this later. So, so start making a list of all the areas that you want to become more conscious in, more aware in, more um, connected to. So what what what... What areas are you maybe not achieving what you need to achieve? 
Now, I remember working with a client, very, very successful individual, but really couldn't understand why there was so much turnover in the business. Well, this individual was very, very intense. The intensity of this individual really intimidated others, and people that weren't similar style to this leader, they were really turned off, and they actually quit because it was so pressure-laden for them. Other individuals who were like this leader, they stayed and they loved it. They couldn't figure out why the turnover was so high in this one group. You know, there's other items around your values, and we'll do a show on that as well. So what motivates you? What drives you? Are you aware of what those are? Can you make a values-based decision this very moment? Right now, if I was to come into your car, into your home, wherever you're listening to this podcast, could you list to me what your core values are? And do you make decisions based on that? Are you awake and aware of what those are for you? And I'll go into a more in-depth podcast on values clarification. Uh, So just look for that as we go forward in the days and the weeks ahead. You know, when we think about awareness, and that I did the entire series on the quest for purpose. And the quest for purpose really is a roadmap to help people to get clear about what is it that they want to do in their life. So are you aware of what your gifts are? Are you aware of what some of your talents are? Are you aware of what some of your passions are? Are you aware of what your interests are? Now, some people say, well, I don't even know what that I don't know that I don't know. Well, then your quest is that if you don't know what your purpose is, then your purpose is to find your purpose. And so if we're not conscious of those, now, some of you don't know if you're in education like I am. You don't necessarily know what your teaching style is. You don't know how that turns people on or turns people off. You don't know exactly as far as maybe what some of your recreational things are. What is it that you want to do? So in this uh, self-awareness, there's just so um, much possibilities. There was a study done by one of our uh, colleagues or competitors in TalentSmart. And TalentSmart did a survey and said, okay, what percentage of population knows what their personal style is. And do you know that was over 70%, even though there's been uh, all the different tools, we have the personal style indicator, but all these different tools and assessments is that over 70% of the population are not aware of what their personal style is. Well, how important is that? Because we are, we believe that there is a, uh, where you are born with personal style as a natural predisposition that you perceive, approach, and interact with the environment. And so with that is that if I have a natural predisposition, meaning I'm born a certain way in terms of my preferences, wouldn't that be important to know? Wouldn't that be critical to know? So interesting, in their survey, not ours, they said that only 2% of the population will realize their potential without their conscious awareness of their personal style. Why is that? Because we are pre-wired for certain preferences, the time people time, uh, time people tasks and situations. And if I'm pre-wired to that, I need to use that to make decisions about my career, about my relationships, about my strengths, about my weaknesses, about all the things in my life, about the things, how I prefer to get things done, how I want to interact with the environment, the development issues that I might have. But only 2% of the population will realize the potential without that information. Well, that means that 98% 
of those of you listening to this podcast who have not completed a personal style indicator or a personal style assessment will not realize your potential without it. I didn't make up that data. That is something that is just out there in the marketplace, and I agree with it. Now, the other side is that once we become aware, and here's my encouragement, is that once we become aware, then we can start making those proactive, intentional decisions. We can start making decisions as far as what direction that we want to go. And it goes back to these people at the bottom of the escalator. You know, if they were awake and aware, are you conscious of the impact that you're making, that you're having in life? What is it that you want to do? I, I do recall one of my son's friends when they were looking at our personal style, online personal style indicator, which was $45. And I've told this story before, but I just remind you about it. He says, well, I'd never spend $45 on an assessment for me to get clear about myself. So hang on. Most people will spend more on a movie and popcorn and a beer this weekend than they will on an assessment. What are you worth? What's your life worth if these tools or these kinds of uncovering for self-awareness for you transform your entire life? What's that worth? That's priceless in terms of your satisfaction and joy and happiness, fulfillment, the ability for you to make an impact. There's just no end to the positive side about it. And so the key is, is what are you going to do? Are you going to act on this? Are you going to start paying attention to what is it that you need to become self-aware in. And just as Jim Coos's research was said, you know, people aren't really willing to ask for feedback. So one of the steps I want to encourage for you is both personally and professionally is reach out to people and say, you know, what is the impact that I make out there? If it's internally for you, ask these individuals professionally and personally, you know what, if you've never done it before, it's a bit of a trepidation attached to it. Because you don't know the feedback that you're going to get, and a lot of us really uh, will be sensitive to that feedback. We, when we, we don't ask because we don't want to hear what we might think, so we just have the sin of omission. Let's just be oblivious to the fact that my behavior is having a negative impact or not making the impact that I want it to, and so I'm just not going to ask. Well, that doesn't really help. You know, it's just sort of ignoring. It was like the Titanic. Let's just ignore that the water's coming in the boat. Or we should be just all fine. And I'm just going to challenge you is that you would take the initiative this week, right away, in the next few days, to get feedback from people about your impact. How are you doing? And not to have both, okay, everybody's just flowery, or all that it's toxic and it's critical, because that's not really helping. But say, what is it that I do well? What are some things that I could do better? What's the impact that I have here at work in terms of my management and leadership style? What, what do people think and feel? You don't have to take it personally, but you want to check in to what is occurring in your environment. What about you personally? Same thing with if you have a significant other, a partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, husband, wife, whatever it is, partner, significant other, whatever word you want to do. Or what about family members? Now, maybe there's some areas you don't want to go and you don't want to stir it up, but start somewhere. And what about friendships? If you have a good friend, say, you know what, Ken? You know, how do I come across to others? How do other people take me? What do they say in terms of my skills to be able to serve and help others? Are you, is your perception of yourself and the perception of what's really going on, is it reality? 
My wife, Brenda, works at the university and helps academics or students uh, with their academics. And so there's a thing called metacognition. Metacognition is one's own understanding of self. And a lot of times with new, new students, their metacognition is completely off, meaning, oh, no, no, that's only going to take me an hour to do that paper, when in fact it's going to take six hours to do the paper or ten hours or eight hours. So their reality of what they think is really going on into the truth is just totally a chasm. It's a grand canyon. And so metacognition, for us to be conscious and awake, that really going on is that can we be grounded and centered into the truth rather than deceiving ourselves or misrepresenting. And maybe with, you know, you're not deceiving intentionally, but your, your consciousness about what's really going on is not connected to the true reality. Yes, it's yours, but it's not necessarily uh, the one that's really going on. And here's the other one. How can we help friends who really aren't getting it, who are disconnected? Now, a lot of times, says, well, that's none of my business. I'm not going to say anything. You know, it's their life. So, but here's the reality. Are we really being a friend by letting them sort of have destructive behaviors, uh, disruptive behaviors, behaviors that are not building, that are negative? Or are we really going to be true friends and speak the truth into their lives. And I know that a lot of people don't necessarily want to receive it, but could we ask permission? Could this week you could share with somebody, say, you know what, Ken, um, would you be open to the fact that I have some feedback about how you would be able to build our relationship in a more positive way? Now, if Ken says no, well, obviously just leave it alone. But if you're really good friends, Ken might say, well, sure, I, I I don't know. What were you thinking? Well, Ken, do you know that when you do this, da-da-da-da-da, you know, are we not here to help one another? I mean, we're not trying to judge. We're not trying to put other people down. But if people aren't conscious and awake, it goes right back to that research from Jim that the, the poorest leaders are not getting continuous feedback. It's just the fact of the matter. And if we're not getting feedback, if we're not paying attention, then we are not going to be self-aware about who we are with others, and can we take ownership to the impact? Now, you might not want to change. You might not even care about the opinion of others, and in fact, I teach that, is that if we're always worried about what everybody else thinks, then obviously, you know, we're going to be living their life instead of ours. But can we be on, uh, conscious of the impact that our behaviors are having? And then finally, really, self-awareness is, again, not around self-centeredness, but it's around self-honoring. What would it mean if you actually knew that you knew that you knew, that you were conscious about what your interests, gifts, talents were, are, if you were conscious about what your personal style and your preferences, if you were conscious about the decisions and your values in life, if you're conscious about the fact that right at this moment, my behavior is based on my low self-worth and my low esteem, not somebody else's issues, and that I could deal with it. Could I be conscious? I was just actually chatting on the phone privately with a client over a personal relationships. Could I be, become conscious of the triggers in my life, which is Marshall Goldsmith's best-selling book, and we'll be interviewing Marshall here in the next uh, little bit, and this might be a replay, so just go check with that. 
are we conscious and aware of the areas in our life that we get triggered, where we get hooked, that set us off? What background kind of thought, maybe from our background, from our family, from where we grew up, uh, other uh, behaviors or habits that we developed that are institutionalized in our brain where it sets us off? So something might happen for one person, and then for you, no, 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 this is going to be a hook for you. In fact, we talk about that in credibility, in our module in credibility and why it's more like me, in the module in credibility in deliberate leadership, is that are you aware and conscious of what your triggers are, which could be negative behaviors, where you get defensive. You know, defensiveness doesn't mean I agree, but defensiveness is usually a low self-worth or self-esteem issue. And we'll talk about that in one of our other podcasts. So today's a little bit shorter podcast. I don't want to keep you much longer, but I just want to encourage you here is that self-awareness is a solo job. It, and what I mean by that is that you have to take the initiative. I can't do it for you. Nobody else can do it for you, your significant other, your family members. It is something that you need to do. Now, others can come alongside you to help on this journey of creating self-awareness, but only you can make that choice. So I want to encourage that in that space, in that space of becoming self-aware, as Wayne Dwyer said, all things are possible because now I can do something about it. If you're not conscious, if you're not awake, if you're not aware, it is not possible to change because you don't have the information to do it. You know, everybody listening to this, you are worthy. You you. You have a position in this earth or on this earth to make a difference. And so by getting connected to the self-awareness, to the things that are most important to you, to, to your behaviors, to your conduct, to your traits, that you can really, really make a difference out there. And this is, again, not about being self-centered, but around self-honoring. And what would it mean? Instead of 90% of the population being disengaged, 90% of the population not knowing who they are or what they want, that we flipped it around and 90% did, what kind of energy would we create? What kind of positive momentum would we create? And I just want to wish that for everybody that's listening. You know, we all have stuff. I've been in this industry now for nearly 30 years. I still have stuff I need to work on. Where Nobody is immune by this. Otherwise, that means that you're perfect and you have nothing to work on. Well, if you think that's true for you, then we already know that you're not self-aware. But we are on a journey, and so there's some things that I don't need to work on that I used to. And so then new things come into play or uh, new opportunities to grow on how I can develop my skills to be a higher level contributor. And it's really in that space where you make a difference in other people's lives in whatever context, personally, family, father, mother, husband, wife, uncle, brother, sister, daughter, son, whatever, if I miss some, just add it to the list, is that you transform other people. It is the legacy that you leave with others as far as making a difference. So I just want to encourage you that you would take those steps. You're all worth it. And I thank you for listening to this session of the Secrets of Success podcast on self-awareness. If you want to go further in it, then just consider one of the three books that I have, Why Aren't You More Like Me, The Quest for Purpose or Deliberate Leadership. And then we also have this series of tools and assessments at CRG that help you to get clear 
and self-aware in different areas from personal style, values, self-worth, wellness, leadership skills, learning styles, and on it goes. I thank you for listening to the podcast, Secrets of Success. If you like what we're doing, if it encouraged you, if it touched you, if it helped you to push you, then I just ask if you would share it, uh, pass it on to others so that we can grow the community and make a difference together. Thank you for listening. I'm Dr. Ken Keith. Thanks for exploring the secrets of success with us. If you want to keep the momentum going, log on to crgleader.com, scroll to the bottom and sign up for our inspirational emails. You can also take your success to the next level by following us on Facebook and Twitter and connecting with Ken on LinkedIn. We hope you have a great week and look forward to you joining us next time for the Secrets of Success podcast with Dr. Ken Keyes.